Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast, where independent beauty entrepreneurs can get all the mindset, messaging, and methods they need to be unstoppable in beauty, business, and life. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast. I am your host, Sharon Huckle, and this whole month of January, we are going to be talking all about branding in all of its forms. And specifically today, we're going to be talking about visual branding strategies, because this is actually the most fun, and how you can create a really authentic and memorable identity for your brand. And we hear lots of talk about why branding is so important, and we're going to dig in deeper into this today, especially. But the whole thing with visual branding strategies is for creative souls like you and I, it's so important to, to uncover the visual impact that having an authentic brand, an unforgettable brand identity can really build your business that way, right? Having an impact on your customers and the way they think about you and the way they feel about you and the way they talk about you when they're no longer in your salon or spa. So we want to get ready to discover how intentional design choices can really elevate your brand's presence and help you attract your ideal customers because that's actually what we're doing with our brand. And we, we, we want to attract them. We want to keep them coming back. We want them telling their friends about us and really building a strong foundation for our business. And it, it does all start with your brand. And we, we get into brand values, brand voice, brand visuals. We're going to talk about all those things today, though, however, we're going to focus on the visuals and their impact. So visuals are the heartbeat of your brand and it really serves as an initial point of connection with your audience. And you know, you really want them to evoke emotions and convey your message and ultimately etch your brand into the memories of your customers. Like so imagine your brand is a canvas waiting for your brush strokes to paint a, a story, your brand story. And again, this is a buzzword that gets thrown around a lot and we're going to talk about that how visual story storytelling really makes an impact and the whole idea of a picture speaks a thousand words but there's so much more to it than just photos or colors or fonts or all of those things it's all a big you know connected piece of what your brand story is all about so I want you to think about some iconic brands and what comes to your mind you know their logos their their color palettes and really the overall aesthetic and how it forms like a really vivid picture in your mind so these elements are carefully crafted to leave a lasting impression and that's precisely what we're going to be talking about today and how you can apply it to your very own beauty business you don't have to be a huge company like some of the ones I'm going to talk about in a minute Um, I will show you how to take what they're doing and fit it into your beauty business whether you're a solo entrepreneur or you have a salon with a big team having a strong brand foundation can have a really lasting impact Um, so think of it this way we're going to talk about exploring how visual elements contribute to crafting an authentic memorable brand identity So consider how like a cohesive blend of colors, fonts, imagery, and design elements can communicate your brand's values, you know, your personality behind you and your brand, and your promise to your audience. Like what are you delivering? Um, Like, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say. So if you are thinking of your, your visuals as your like silent ambassadors for your brand, right? They speak volumes about who you are and what your business is all about, even before words are exchanged. That's really powerful. Like, you know, anything that you put out there, the picture always says more 
than the words. And, you know, these days with people's really short attention spans, they're not really, they're skimming, right? They're not really reading the whole thing. So, and it's more than just aesthetics. It's about forging this visual language that resonates deeply with your customers. Like you are in their heads knowing what they want, what they desire, the transformation they seek. Um, And that leaves that indelible mark on their minds. So this is all, you know, stuff that you want, I want you to be thinking about throughout you know, what we talk about today. And then as you go on your own brand journey and start to really define who you are as a business and a brand. And even if you work in a salon that has sort of an overarching brand as an individual independent hairstylist or anybody in the beauty business, you still are a personal brand, right? Your clients are attracted to you, um, especially once they start returning, um, rather than just the salon as a whole. So you want to really be thinking about who you are. And, and that even comes to when you're brand new starting out and trying to choose the right salon for yourself. There's obviously salons that you're attracted to and ones you're not. And a lot of that has to do with their visuals. So throughout today's discussion, we're going to explore really tangible examples and success stories showcasing the, the transformative power of strategic visual branding. And, you know, these stories, again, are not just about pretty pictures. They're about how the visuals translate into increased brand recognition, customer loyalty, and ultimately long-term business success. We don't want you to be a flash in the pan. We want you to have a long career. I have been in the beauty industry for, I would say, more than 25 years because at that point I'm just stopping counting. But I'm about to celebrate my salon's 20th anniversary. So it's been a while. And definitely the Cat's Meow brand, which is the name of my salon, has had an enduring impact on a lot of um, my area, right, and beyond. Um, So, like, buckle up, you know, because if we go go through the journey of the art and science of really effective visual branding, by the time, the end of our time together, you're going to walk away well-armed with actionable steps because I'm all about getting into action and techniques to infuse authenticity and memorability into your brand's visual identity. And authenticity is another one that we, we, you know, bounce around a fair bit these days. But what that really means is just being who you are. Be true to who you are. Like, because that, that's the way you're going to show up most successfully um, is just being who you are. And then you're going to really attract your own tribe to you, the people who are meant to work with you. And I think that's exciting. Like, that's why my business is so much fun, because I really do attract the people who I get along with really well, right? And uh, that that's worked out really well in my favor. So um, I've loved that about my business. It's it's a it's just a the thing that makes me one of the most happiest, right? Is that I get to work with wonderful people all day long. Um, so before we dive deeper into this, you know, colorful world of branding and colors and logos and all that stuff, like I want you to invite you to just think about your own visual branding challenges. And some of the things that you struggle with and write them down as you're listening to this, if you can. Um, And then, you know, think of how these solutions can paint a brighter future for your brand, like how it can, you can use them. So like, don't just listen to what I'm saying, say, yeah, 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 that works in her business or other big businesses or anything else. Picture how it could work for you because it can, it can work for you. Um, So Here's some real world examples showcasing the transformative power of visual branding strategies. And these are all companies you know and love. These studies exemplify how deliberate visual choices can redefine brand perception, leave an indelible mark in the minds of our customers, which is what we want to do. We want them talking about us outside of our place of business. 
right? We want to come up in conversation in a good way, of course. Um, we want to people to know about us, to have heard of us, to catch the buzz, build the hype, that, all that stuff, right? Consider the case of Airbnb, okay? So everybody knows Airbnb. It is one of the strongest brand recognition in that short-term rental industry. The innovative platform that they have come up with has totally revolutionized the travel industry. It's crazy how quickly it's grown. And their logo, which is, it's an intricate little symbol. It just looks like the A. You're not really thinking about it, but it's actually called a belo. And it represents belonging, inclusivity, and the idea of creating a global community. And so you may not have known that about Airbnb, but you, you definitely get that vibe from them. Right. So by using that simple yet powerful symbol as a cornerstone of their visual branding, Airbnb has successfully conveyed their brand ethos, fostering this emotional connection with their audience all over the world. It's crazy, um, their, their success. And uh, love them or hate them or use them or don't. Um, it's, a cool, it's a cool company, I have to say that. Um, another compelling example is, of course, the evolution of Apple's branding. You know, over the years, Apple has consistently employed clean, minimalist designs across their products and all of their marketing materials. Like that Apple, it's that deliberate visual strategy, you know, with that clean, minimalist design has not only established a really consistent brand identity, but has also reinforced perceptions of sophistication, of innovation, also with like simplicity in terms of user friendliness. If you want to even go on beyond the, the logos and the color schemes, visual branding encompasses the entire visual language that our brand uses so you know so take coca-cola's like that iconic red color that they always have beyond being eye-catching it conveys energy and playfulness and passion and excitement you know so the consistency of this color across all of coca-cola's marketing collateral has played a, a pivotal role in shaping how consumers across the globe perceive that brand open up some picture of like middle of africa and there's coca-cola there right <laughs> like it's so strong and uh you know we all recognize that same with the like the, the yellow arches at mcdonald's like there's so many of those iconic brands they're such a part of our our culture that we don't even you know really notice it anymore we just it's so much ingrained in our in our, in our culture and if you want to move specifically to the the beauty industry and think of a, like a big brand that's really come up over the last several years but consider how sephora right strategically uses visual elements to create that premium experience even though they're just like a retail place right they've got a sleek modern store you know designed and as well as their online presence filled with you know vibrant and you know aspirational visuals right Sephora excels in creating an immersive brand environment that resonates with their audience's desire for luxury and self-expression all of these examples highlight how visual branding isn't merely about aesthetics it's about communicating a brand's values their aspirations and their promises visually like always the customer wants to know what's in it for them things like you know airbnb with their inclusivity and belonging like people need that especially after covid and how that totally upended the travel industry right people need that sense of community and belonging and 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 even safety and that brand echoes that as well right they They've infused that within their, their whole company. So when done thoughtfully and consistently, 
Visual branding becomes the bridge that connects a brand to its audience on an emotional level. Like that's where we want to get to the heart of the matter, right? It influences people's perception and it really does foster those long lasting relationships. Like I am so blessed that I have been doing many of my clients for like since long, you know, before my kids were born and they're 24 and 20, long, long time. And uh, I pride myself on that. But it, like, you know, I, I, my brand is in a way that the cat's meow, like I make you look and feel like the cat's meow, which means kind of means like I make you look and feel like a million bucks. And, um, those clients have been with me since like when I first started, you know, in a new town and, you know, I was, I don't know, probably $40 a haircut, I think when I started, which was high end for that, you know, that time. And, uh, you know, have now increased it to over a hundred dollars for a haircut. They've, they've paid all those prices consistently over those years. So um, I'm so grateful for that. But a lot of it has to do with the fact that my brand is very dialed into how I am taking care of people on an emotional level and how I'm fostering those long-lasting relationships. Like, you know, I want us to have a first date and a second date and then a long-term relationship. Like, <laughs> I have actually outlasted some of my clients' marriages. I've done hair for, like, more than one client for two two or three weddings. So. <laughs> um that's I think that's funny I am like it's true love right um but again I, I infuse that in my branding always too I don't forget about that and, and the branding for it, like the branding you want it to represent you but you also want it to represent your customers and who you're trying to attract right your ideal customers so let me give you some practical steps and techniques for implementing effective visual branding strategies because it's fine and great to listen to all this stuff and go uh-huh uh-huh but I am a doer and I encourage you to do it like get out there, take whatever nugget you can from this podcast and implement, right? Do not be addicted to education and allergic to implementation. <laughs> I caution everybody against that. It's really fun to just keep learning. But if you don't, not doing, you're not going to get too far. Okay, so here's some practical guidance for you. So number one is define your brand's visual elements, right? This is the fun part. This is actually when you get to go on Pinterest or Instagram and start collecting, right? So, you know, define the visual elements that represent your brand. Like that includes your logo, your color palette, your typography. Don't forget about that. Imagery style, like you know, do you like it bright and light, dark and, and moody, you know, um, and then some of the graphic elements as well. So and ensure these elements align with your brand's personality, your values, and your target audience's preferences. Like we actually did this just uh, a couple days ago. We went through some of the other, um, you know, Airbnb places in our neighborhood or whatever our area and we're like okay what is attracting us to these places and what isn't right because that's another good thing like what are you not attracted to and then what ideas can we get that would help elevate our brand and like you know I can't always offer like a beach view or anything like that in my place my my spaces are in a, an urban environment but what other nice touches can I have and that is the one thing um, I always get compliments on in my reviews is my attention to detail because I try to think about everything everything that a customer might need and have it ready there for them think about it from your customer's perspective but you have to you know you can survey them and that kind of thing as well um, and we, we do that as off, quite often as well ask our customers for feedback and we find that super helpful but you know look at it through the eyes through the lens of a customer like sometimes you know every once in a while just like walk out of your salon and or your your space whatever it is and then walk in with a customer's eyes and notice little things 
and um, really, you know, pay attention. Like, you know, there's something need fixing there or is a chip there in the paint or, you know, like anything like that. Or what do you really like and what do you love? And you can look at other places. You can look at your own place. I think that's all really important. But start to see what you're attracted to. And chances are good your ideal customers are attracted to a lot of the same things you are. I mean, that's just the way it works. Um, we attract who we are. And then consistency is key. So if you maintain consistency across all of your platforms and all of the touch points from your website, social media profiles to, you know, packaging and marketing material, your furniture, your um, just all those little touches, right? If, if you can do that, you'll ensure a unified visual identity. And that, I think that's what makes it even stronger. Consistency breeds familiarity and it really does help to build a strong brand image, if you are, some of your typography is one, like typography is your font, right? Your fonts are, you know, one way on this particular thing and another way on another thing. And you change your colors all the time and you can't decide whether, you know, like if you're, if you're boho or if you're like neon or whatever, like just yet it try to be a little bit consistent, consistent and then, and go with what you like and what, what you feel good in, right? Like you want those colors and those textures and all of that stuff to evoke emotion. So you want to feel comfortable in the space and you want your customers to feel comfortable in the space and like not just in your space, but on your website, on your social media, you want to invite them in and make them feel at home digging into your content. And then we move on to crafting a compelling logo. Like the, your logo is important. It's not everything, but it is important. And it's the face of your brand and designing a memorable, versatile and timeless logo that encapsulates your brand's essence. It should be easily recognizable and scalable across various mediums. And we actually went through an interesting um, sort of we're going through a rebrand right now with our anniversary coming up and we're doing a refresh in the salon. And I've, you know, I wanted to change the logo and we ended up, we changed it quite a bit. And then we kind of like dialed it back and incorporated some of the old elements back into it because my brand uh, name and logo has been very recognizable um, for many, many years in my community. And at first I'm like, Ooh, I don't want it to look so different that people don't know it's still me. Like I didn't want them to think, you know, under new management kind of thing. Um, so we actually, we kind of went back and forth, but that is part of that creative process. Like, and considering, um, the impact of changing something, how it's going to have, right. And don't be afraid to change. I always say nobody likes change like a hairdresser, but realize what, if changing something like that, if that's going to like diminish your brand, is it a good idea? And so I actually made the decision, no, we're going to incorporate, we're going to change the logo a little bit because I wanted to change some signage, but we're, and it felt out of date, it's 20 years old, but some of it is a bit timeless, right? The, definitely the cat part of the, the logo was uh, timeless to me and we've changed our fonts a little bit and that kind of stuff. But, and then of course I'm, I like a lot of black. I wear black every single day, even my pajamas are black. <laughs> so black had to be part of it as well. So just stuff like that, right? And everybody knows that about me. That's like my signature look is all my black, right? So, and there again, choose colors wisely. That's my next point is choose your colors wisely. And I agonize over this sometimes because I do love black. Um, and I also quite like red and I have red hair and I always have red lipstick on, but sometimes I find that's a little bit harsh. Um, and yet whenever we try to introduce like a soft peach or a rose gold, I struggle with that too, because it's not really me. 
Uh, so it's just, it's kind of funny, but I also like everything bright white. So I am very much black, white, and gray, but you know, we try to incorporate a little bit of color here and there. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I agonize over that. So I, I understand, like I like design. I do design a lot, but I still struggle with certain things and colors is, is one thing, but colors do evoke emotions and perceptions and, um, you want to select a color palette that resonates your brand's personality and aligns with emotions you want to invoke in your audience. Like if you're into all that soft pale, like I, I, I'm a very attracted to that kind of stuff, um, more than like the super colorful stuff. And I don't like things to be too dark and moody because I'm not really dark and moody. I'm quite light and bright and fun. Um, but, uh, you know, there is some psychology behind color. And if you can understand just even the skim the surface of that color psychology, you can use that to your advantage. So, you know, have fun with this. This is all, this is the fun part, right? And then don't forget typography and how much it matters. If you choose fonts that complement your brand's voice, whether it's sleek and modern or like classic and elegant, you want to select fonts that align with your brand's message. And of course, you want them to have good readability across all the different platforms. So whether that's on, like on print or digital or signage or, you know, any of that kind of stuff, logos on t-shirts or, you know, whatever you do, um, you want to have a brand set and like a typography set. And usually you'll have one sort of more like a handwritten font or like a fancier one and then a, a more simple, but make sure they're readable, make sure they're clear, uh, it's the same with even how you like, um, there was always this email that I was getting, um, from someone and it was like dark background and then like all different colors of fonts. And I just, I couldn't read them. Like I just unsubscribed because I'm like, I can't even read that. Um, I know I'm getting old, but like <laughs> it was just too busy for me. Um, and I know our brains actually do process white backgrounds and black writing on them better than the reverse like that's just science um but it doesn't mean you have to do that it's just it helps and uh, I think a good idea too in that is creating some visual guidelines for yourself so if you develop like a comprehensive visual style guideline outlining all your usage of visual elements uh, like you and this could include things like spacing proportions the way you treat images like filters or presets like you know how you you know white balance your your uh, photos and stuff like that like all of that is you know part of our our world now and this is, helps you apply your brand's visuals consistently like we want to make this easy for ourselves right so create templates right create presets or like you can buy presets for your photos and it just like that way it just enhances all of your photos to look a little bit similar and most of these programs like canva and all that stuff have that kind of thing where you can and instagram and all that with, with the filters but if you even if you want to use a filter or don't whatever just be consistent use the same filter most of the time and that leads me to high quality imagery and graphics so you want to invest in high quality images and graphics to reflect your brand's identity so that could be photography illustrations infographics um signage all of that stuff you want to ensure that your visual aligns with your brand story and resonates with your audience right and so just I encourage you to go and look around at different brands like look at the really high-end brands look at the real down-to-earth brands look at you know this and everything in between and and really sort of focus on what you are attracted to and what stands out to you and what appeals to you and then again apply that to your own thing and we talked all about in our last podcast all about getting a brand photo shoot done 
And uh, it was a great interview with uh, my personal brand photographer, uh, who I work quite closely with in the salon. I do all her, the hair and makeup with her um, branding and boudoir uh, clients. And uh, we talked all about this, a great episode. Go back and listen to it. It's such a good one because she, she offers a lot of good advice about that and why it's important and why you should do it and how you'll never regret it. It's, it's just been so valuable to have that, you know, in my repertoire. Um, so those high quality imagery and you can always trade with a photographer or find someone who's new and just starting out or, you know, there's so many different ways. Like we have a, a skill that people value and we can often trade for things um, when we're both getting started and we don't have a big budget. Um, these don't have to be expensive things. Like, I mean, especially with the internet out there, there's so much good inspiration like back in the old days, we had to sneak around and like try to like pretend to be clients in other people's salons to see what they were doing. And now you can just look on the internet. This is so great. Um, so I, I do, I do, I do a lot of research and uh, I think that's fun. So utilize white space, um, embrace the power of white space. And this is funny because me now that I'm, I'm renovating the salon and I'm painting everything white, I painted like almost everything in my house white, everything in the the Airbnb is white, you know, like the boutique motel. Um, I know I infuse color in other ways too, but I'm just like, I just want simplicity first of all. And that way if the, you get a paint chip, you can just touch it up. And I literally buy like a can of white paint off the shelf. I don't tint it like simplicity, but you want to embrace the power of white space. And even when you're taking an image, like you in your graphics, you don't want everything to be too cluttery and you don't want it to be like, not have enough space for like, you know, a photo or text. Like, so if you take a photo, you want to make sure you're leaving some space around that if you wanted to apply text to that, you could. Um, and then even just the strategic use of negative space, it, it can enhance visual appeal and draw attention to those key elements. We were actually looking at some photographs of other Airbnbs and um, I was very attracted to the ones that were mostly white with just like a punch of color here and there um, versus ones that were very busy. That's just not where my headspace is at right now. It might be your taste. I don't know. Um, but provide it does provide a sense of clarity in your designs to have a little bit of white space. And white space doesn't always have to be white. Um, it can just be space around things, right? So if, you're, if your favorite color is pink and you just have a lot of pink and then just another pop of something, even if that's like, you know, black or metal or like green for a plant, whatever. But, and, but just having that strong one color monotone um, background where the other things can stand out. That's kind of that, what that means. So it doesn't have to be white. It can be a color, but just that, that spatial awareness around you. Um, and then mobile responsiveness. Now, not, not everybody talks about this, but you want to make sure all of your visual brand, branding is optimized for various devices, especially mobile, because most of us do everything on our phones now. So you want to make sure like even like some of the things that people forget about a lot with their photos is not making them small enough to be seen on a digital. And I don't mean just small enough in terms of like itty bitty, um, but just the, the, um, I guess it's the pixels or whatever. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now, but like I do, um, but just so that the format isn't so huge, right? It takes forever to load and people get too impatient now. So you want to optimize your photos so that they load quickly. That is like one of the number one reasons people hop away from a website or a blog or, you know, anything is that it's taking too long to load. It just, it doesn't look professional if it takes too long to load. 
Um, so, you know, your visuals should adapt seamlessly across all the different screen sizes without losing their impact and, you know, make them too small, too big, whatever, get distorted. You know how that happens? Sometimes you see that where they're a bit distorted. So that's what that is. And consider like, you know, sometimes I have to remember this a lot because I tend to work on a fairly large desktop screen a lot of the time. And then we always have to figure out like, how is that actually going to look when it is on a tiny little phone screen? Um, you know, it makes a big difference. So, and then the last thing here is to stay updated and be flexible, right? You want your brand to be like consistent and strong and a good foundation, but you also want to be able to like, you know, move with the times a little bit, like not have to rebrand every, you know, six months or anything like that. Um, but just be flexible. So while that consistency is crucial, allow room for evolution, right? Monitor those design trends, like see what's happening on Pinterest, you know, get some audience feedback, some feedback from your customers and, and watch out for shifts in the industry, you know, like subscribing to magazines or blogs that are industry specific or anything, you know, if you want like design magazines or, um, you know, HGTV, whatever, um, be, you know, be prepared to adapt and update your visual branding, you know, accordingly, while, you know, straight, still staying true to your brand essence. Like, um, I don't know, I guess, during COVID, of course, right, the pandemic, everybody got into sourdough and like plants, right. So, you know, I actually have quite a few plants in my salon, and I do not have a green thumb at all. But um, I actually overwatered this ginormous, like 15 year old jade plant that I had. And then I took all like tried to save it. So I took all the little green leaves off it and repotted it and now I'm like I'm overrun with plants um but I actually like I don't even let myself touch them I make my um my assistant to water them because I'm afraid of killing it with kindness but uh yeah like I mean having that green in your space is really nice and I, I have an eco-friendly salon so that is important and but me killing my plants is not uh, not good for the environment or for my brand image so that's why I delegate that task away um so yeah um but yeah like you know if plants is the new thing like introduce some plants into your space that's an inexpensive way to um, change up your branding and or change your color subtly you know so you can sort of softly move people in or you know there's so many different ways you can do it so but just stay updated and flexible because it's it, it's part of the fun right to go with the flow and try new things and also be on the cutting edge and being a bit of a trendsetter uh, as you know in a, the beauty business we really should be tread, trendsetter setters so now some of the techniques that you can and do with this right uh, a mood board is a, a fun visual very visual exercise you can do um to create you know that visual inspiration and help define the aesthetic direction for your brand right like what are you attracted to but you know creating a mood board on pinterest or even like you know go you can go old school and cut things out of magazines if you want to or print things off and, and lay it out on a mood board and really get that in and you see a lot of designers do that they'll have all the paint ships and they'll have like the fabric swatches and they'll have like pictures of the furniture that they like and they also do that on digitally as well but doing something like that can really help you pull all of it together it's a really fun exercise I do it all the time and uh, it's, it's been very helpful for me another thing to consider is um, especially when you're doing your your digital stuff like your social media stuff as well as your website you want to think it's called user experience or UX designs 
and um, incorporating those UX principles that make it easy for customers to navigate, especially your website, it will ensure a seamless and visually engaging user experience across your digital platforms, right? So whether you, wherever you tend to spend your time, because that's where your hopefully your target audience is, we talk about that a lot too in other podcast episodes, um, hang out where your people are. And, uh, but having your website be, be user-friendly. So don't just think of it from your own perspective. Think of it like if a customer's going there, cause you, I'm sure you've been on websites looking for something and you cannot find what you're looking for and they make it so confusing and whatever else. Like think about it from the customer journey and how they would navigate their way through it. That's why they call it a navigation bar on the website, right? Like how is it, how are they going to find you and what they want to know about? Another thing to do, um, which is kind of like it's, an, it's a, an, a high level sort of thing is A-B testing. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but they do it a lot with ads on Facebook or that kind of thing. But if you experiment with different visual elements to see what resonates best with your audience through A-B testing. And like this is where you can like do polls on your Instagram stories about which do you like better, this or that, and have your audience vote on it. It makes it fun and interactive and then they get invested in it. And uh, they want to see the outcome. Like right now, we're we're cl- we're shutting down for the month of February to do our, our, our. You know, I keep saying, "Oh my, the cat's meow wants a makeover for her birthday," um, but for the twentieth anniversary, I want to to do this. So my clients are super excited and like they're, they're booking their appointments around that. And oh, next time I come back, it'll be all done. It's going to look so different. I'm going to love it. You know, like all this stuff because I've been talking about it so much. I'm kind of building the hype and getting them involved in the process. Um, and you know, they're all, they all want to know what I'm doing, what am I doing? And I'm like, so I'll, you know, you'll tell them some things, but then I kind of keep some of it a little bit like sneak peekish, you know, why? Cause we want to talk about that on our website and on our, um, our social media pages as well. Again, build the hype. Um, and you can also like collaborate with designers. Like if this is not in your wheelhouse and you feel totally overwhelmed, there are good people out there with this as their skill set, um, that you can collaborate with them. Um, and again, we have something <laughs> that that people want to trade with. So even if your budget is tiny or non-existent, um, you can couple with other people who this is their their thing, and they they aren't good at maybe doing what you do, and uh, working with them to you know design a, a visual brand that aligns with you know industry standards like you know you got to keep up with the joneses a little bit and best practices like there's a reason why branding works right and there's a reason why big companies spend a lot of time and money on their branding and again you don't have to spend all that time and money to take some of the valuable lessons that they have already laid out in front of the world right um, but if you implement these actionable steps and these techniques, you will establish, like this will help you, I trust, trust me, establish a visually compelling brand identity that, you know, resonates with your audience and your customers and, and yourself, right? Um, and strengthens your brand's perception, right? What are they saying about you when they leave your space after every interaction with you? Or, you know, like all of those things, all of those touch points from the minute they like come across you, hear about you, something, drive past, what are all those touch points and how can you infuse your brand personality throughout them? So as we wrap up, 
Um, I want to recap some of the essential points that can really help you transform your brand's visual identity. And we're going to be talking about in the next few podcasts, um, all, all things branding. And I've got some great guests coming up as well. So tune in for those interview shows as well, because there's always more wisdom when you, you know, align like minds, right? Um, but the power of visuals, like you cannot underestimate the power of visuals, um, the it goes way beyond aesthetics and it really is about con- conveying your brand's story right like what is the story behind you and what's important to you and who you serve and what solutions do you provide and what makes you you like in a that special way that differentiates you from everybody else right it and it, it shows your values like what do you believe in what do you stand for and what do you promise and then your personality, right? Because we want to have fun at work, right? <laughs> We're there a lot of time, hours, so we want to have fun there. Um, and these are deliberate visual elements that you are employing here. And then there's the consistency and the cohesion. So if you maintain consistency across all touch points, that's really powerful. It's, it's actually crucial, right? A unified visual identity builds brand recognition and trust, and trust is so important. People want to like do business with people they know, like, and trust. And I mean, you can just see why that is. Uh, embrace your uniqueness, right? Like, so yes, look at all these different things. What what happening? But you never want to copy someone like outright. I I pull elements from all kinds of brands, all kinds of companies, all kinds of inspiration, and then I make it my own. Um, I, I like a little of this and a little of that. It's like as if, as if you're a kid in a candy store and you've been given a certain amount of money and you can go and you can pick like at the bulk barn. I don't know if we have that in Canada. I don't know if you guys have that bulk barn here, but like I remember giving my kids money um, to go spend there and they would like carefully pick out how they were going to spend their money um, in the candy there, right? So pick out these things that are, you know, sparkly and shiny to you on other different brands and then infuse your own um, uniqueness in that right? It, it should reflect what makes you distinct. And I know that can be like tricky sometimes. There's a lot of salons, you know, whatever, but there's always something. There's always something. We are amazing individual creative entrepreneurs. There's got to be something distinct about you. So stand out by embracing your uniqueness and, and really showcase it visually. Um, and then don't forget about audience engagement, right? Visuals are a powerful tool to captivate and engage your audience emotionally, right? So choose visuals that resonate with your audience, like their aspirations and their emotions, right? Get to the heart of the matter, like, and give them that transformation they desire. We are all about transformation. That is the industry that we're in, and it's so awesome and cool. Um, so, and then lastly, we've got evolution and adaptation. So, Visual branding isn't static, right? So be open to evolution and adapting while staying true to your brand's essence. And I, I, if you stay true to who you are, and but you think of it, like you're still you. I mean, you're the same person that you were when you were like five, but obviously you've evolved, you've grown, you've, you've shifted, but a lot of things are still the same, right? So consider that in your brand as well. Um, your journey towards impactful branding, like certainly does not end here with the visual stuff. There's a wealth of resources and support available within the unstoppable stylist, you know, community, 
Um, we can help like guide you. There's past podcast episodes where I talk deeply about this. And like, I really want to empower you on this path. Like you can create a strong brand, whether you're just starting out, whether it's time for a rebrand, you've been in for a long time and you need to like a reboot. Um, I can help with that. And there's so many good resources, free resources that we have out there. We also have some paid programs that where we dig in deeper and you kind of get in there and look at your business specifically. Um, but we've got so much good stuff. So I want you to explore, you know, at all these things that we have available to you on the unstoppablestylist.com website and, uh, you know, check it out, check out how our branding and actually we're rebranding our website right now because we're moving over to a new platform. Um, so you can look at our current website now and then in probably about a month or so, we'll have the new website up and running and you can look at that because we're in the process of changing that. We're changing the Cat's Meow website. We just uh, relaunched our Boutique Motels website. So we're in the thick of it with you right now. We are doing so much work on our branding and it's constantly evolving. We're constantly adapting, we're constantly evolving, but we know our core essence and we maintain that throughout. I'm not doing like wild, shifty changes. No, there's a foundation there, but I'm always trying to improve. So, you know, we're, we're in the thick of this with you. I'm not some guru up on a mountaintop there <laughs> preaching, but not living it. I'm literally in the trenches with you right now going through the same stuff. And that's why it's so fun. But I've also been doing this for 20 years. So I have a ton of wisdom behind me too. So I definitely can help you if you're feeling stuck with that. So engage, you know, with fellow entrepreneurs, right? There are other people in the Unstoppable Styles community and um, access like the exclusive content that we have as part of our community and you can leverage my expert guidance to really uh, elevate your brand's visual identity i've been doing this a long time so remember your your visual your brand's visual story is an ongoing narrative that evolves with your business right so embrace that creative journey like seek inspiration and continue refining your visual branding to create that lasting impact like what I started with, with all of our brands, we've run m- multiple companies in like the food industry and, you know, the hospitality industry and um, the, obviously the salon and spa industry because I've been in all those businesses for the last 25 years. The branding foundation has always been the very first thing. And of course, I've always had the most fun with the visual branding. So this is a topic that I'm really interested in myself and it's kind of near and dear to my heart and it gets me kind of excited. And I really appreciate you joining me here today and listening to me talk about this stuff. I think is really fun and I hope you can find it fun as well. I do believe that your commitment to shaping remarkable visual identities for your brands is inspiring to me. That's what's inspiring to me. That's what's unstoppable to me. I am on a mission to find other unstoppable stylists and link arms with them and create incredible businesses in this industry. Like this is the best industry I've ever been in. This is where my heart is. This is where my soul is. And I want other unstoppable stylists in my tribe. So that's why we're building this brand. And I want to, you know, journey together with you and making our brands visually captivating so that we can have that lasting impact. So thank you so much for joining me here on the Unstoppable Styles Podcast. As always, I am your host, Sharon Huckle. Please go out and make the world a more beautiful place. Check out theunstoppablestylist.com for even more help to grow your beauty business and style a life you love.